Welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? We have reached an intersection and a crossroads. It's time to integrate what we've been learning and processing and start putting it to the test. The choice is ours, how we want to work this energy right now. But we've been waning from that full moon lunar eclipse waning from the last three years, the last potent three years. And we're, we're looking to hit this new beginning, this new moon that's coming up with some, a new zest for life, so to speak, because we've, we're, we've learned a lot and it's time to start to, again, integrate and apply. And so I want to talk about this, this idea of working these rhythms, the beginning, middle, end of each cycle, and really finding a rhythmic resonance in that. That's how we tune in. And then I want to talk about using the third hermetic principle of vibration to, to tap into our power, to tap into that resonance that's our very unique presence, and start to vibrate the cosmic space and time that surrounds us. Boom. It's cosmic. It's big. It's fun. It's time to play a little bit with this work because we've got this, the new moon coming in. We got a bunch of late degrees in the signs. We have a bunch of zero degrees happening in the chart with this new moon. It's so fascinating. But all of these beginnings and endings are making a T-square in the chart. So this crossroads that we're at, I want to talk about how we can use this crossroads, this friction in order to grow and push ourselves to individualize, to customize our, our presence and our vibration and really work on our commitment levels, that, that centering of gravity and committing to our presence and committing to our, just being consistent with our vibration as much as we can. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the sun moving into Gemini. So it's finishing up its Taurus season and it's moving into the sign of Gemini, this final phase of the spring in the Northern Hemisphere. And so that brings up the energy of the mind. I want to talk about a neutral spine and neutral mind as we calibrate the core and sync with the cosmos. There's a lot to get into today, but we can do it. So let's take a moment to tune in to our center of gravity. Find that, that vibrational presence that's signified through our heartbeat. So take a moment to inhale. And in your own timing, begin to exhale and root yourself. Root into the center of the earth. Find that grounding force, that anchoring force that the earth can give us. This planet, this place where we live, each of us in our own place in space, we all inhabit our own individual place in space. And the more we can really tune into our own presence in that and, and make, make a connection with the earth and the space in which we dwell, that's, that's how we can start to tune into our vibration and our our energetics to actually start to be able to come from a place of power and presence in order to act or engage or move in this world. And I always say like the ideal place is to be centered and 
in your center of gravity and grounded and anchored in order to go, in order to explore. And we want to have that anchor in order to be able to tether ourselves out into the furthest reaches. I mean, as far as you want to go. But there is this fine line around this anchoring in, this this presencing in the center of it all. And so as you take as you take a few breaths in your own timing, your timing is always going to be the best timing, but just tuning into that, feeling the spaciousness that occurs through an inhale, feel that spaciousness in your system. It's the uncoiling of the spring, right? The kundal, that internal coiled spring of yours. It's, it dwells at the base of the spine and you want to start to inhale and open it up, cultivate and coax it up. As you get more energy and more oxygenation through your presence, through your presencing yourself, you can start to take up a little more room in the space that surrounds you in the, the field, the auric field, feel into the right and the left sides. See if you can open up both sides as equally as possible. Bring awareness to the space that's in front of you as equal as the space that's behind you. And then just start to feel that whole, that little space bubble of yours or big space bubble of yours and start to inhabit the space, the field, the bubble, your orbit. And the more you tune into the broadness of it, then you can come into this oppositional energy, this polarity of the internal, the within. So as much as you have the space without, you're going to consolidate that center gravity within the center of it all. And so I love the visual. If you've ever seen the the symbol of the sun in astrology, it's a circle with a dot in the center. There's a lot of really cool descriptions and understanding or understandings and meanings around this symbol. But I also just like to use it for my own centering practice of if I use that center point in the center of the circle and then I allow a consistency and a and a presencing around the the entire circumference of that field, the circle that surrounds the dot and really fortify that. That's the, that's the meditation. That's the centering practice. By doing so, you're really honoring your center of gravity, the point in the center of the circle, as well as the capacity to expand and go beyond into the field. Feeling that edge, that true edge, or as I like to call it, the auric range of motion. You know, so hmm, as you breathe and you circulate energy, you start to feel that consolidation of energy in the center of your gravity, of your gravitational field, and then allow the, the heartbeat, the breath, the pulse, your energetic resonance to, to ripple into the field. And then the art and the practice, the exercise becomes how contained can you be in that center of gravity while expanding into the field? while opening yourself up, becoming more broad, more taking up more space gives you more room to be more aware, to tune into what's happening around the field, so to speak. So this core calibration, this, this idea around centering is really powerful because there's this way in which Sometimes I think we think we need to, I mean, I, in my embodiment teachings, when I'm teaching people Pilates specifically, 
it's really an interesting thing to come into awareness around your own physical presence, your own energetic presence and your physical presence because there we're all one, you know? So it's, it's a tricky thing where sometimes I think we don't realize how much room we can spread out that we kind of live in a collapsed state. Most of us, a compressed state. And so like, as soon as you start to open up and, and work on this broadening into the field, there, there's a wobble that, that happens. It's, it's a common thing. It happens, it happens on the earth in its gravitational relationship to the sun. That's the procession of the equinox that it's the thing that changes the, the seasons and the earth's tilt. And we have this within us as above, so below the same sort of centering practice the more strength we get in our gravitational field, the more things wobble in the, that surround, you know, the, there's a wobble that occurs from that energetics gravitational center out. There's ripple effects. There's a wobble. And so rather than under, than thinking about it as being this finite static place of center is, is a place I have to find and then hold. Let's practice using our, this concept of the wobble in relationship to our center of gravity to understand that we, we're, const, we're in constant movement. That, that pulse, that wobble, that expansion, contraction, that ebb and flow is a part of, of life. It's like the rise and fall of the tides. It's the rise and fall, you know, the rise and set of the sun and the moon. These rhythms, these beginning, middle endings of these rhythms, they, it, they occur. They just keep, it keeps going and it evolves through its, through its expanding, but it also, there's something that's consistent in the rhythm of it. So it might not be, it might not fall in the same place or in the same way all the time. These wobbles, so to speak, these embodied wobbles, they might not happen all the time in the same way, but what you find, what I found in my own observation, my own practice is that the more I tune into that center of gravity and I allow myself to explore, I do, there is a wobble there. And rather than getting stressed and, and creating tension and compression around the wobble, I allow the ripples to occur so that I can again, fine tune my center. Because the more you expand, the stronger your field's going to be. Like we want to take up more space in our presence. We just do. This is part of the embodiment practice is recognizing that you're bigger than you give yourself credit. All of us physically, I mean, this is a spiritual, energetic, and physical situation, but especially like the more time you've been in your body, the compression occurs. This is how like we watch our elders get smaller. They compress, you know, there's like a, there's a compression in the structural alignment and for maximum health and maximum strength in the body for vitality in the body, we want to have it as decompressed as open as possible. This opening allows for more circulation, more breath, more vitality, more flow, more energy that makes its way through the entire system, through the chakra systems, through the vital organs, in the blood. I mean, just talking about is making my finger, like my hands are like kind of tingling because I'm getting some energy built up. So as you build, as you feel that energy being built up, the art, the art 
and science of the living in rhythm with that is to tune into the pulse and let it, let the ripples occur. Let them wash the field front, back, right, left, above, below the diagonals. You know, you want to use, use that circulation and that pulse from the center out into the field. Let it be a cleansing. Let it be a refreshing act. Let it be a healing and a rejuvenating act. And this is how we balance the wobble. This is how we can start to work our own rhythmic resonance, find our own resonant frequency, as I like to call it. It's our own vibration, our own resonant frequency. It's it's my vibe. It's your vibe. You got a resonant frequency that's yours. And you want to get it to be more harmonic with your time, with yourself in time and space. You want it to be harmonic with the environment that you're around, with the people that you're around, with the earth that we live on, with the nature, you know, plants, animals, trees, the whole thing. This is how we tune in, tune our vibe to the planet and to ourselves. And again, I, I, I bring that this is important because, you know, I'm going to start getting deeper into this core calibration stuff because I'm telling you the third dimension, we have to, we have to really get a handle on ourselves, our embodied our embodiment in the third dimension in order to really traverse and get further. You open up your spinal column, feel the feel the the circulation occurring from your tail to your crown and feel the chakras light up. Start to open that spring, that kundal spring and allow that coiled potential to start to be released into your system. Let it be the thing that gives you energy and also helps you heal yourself. Because we're in a great, great time of healing. So with this resonant frequency, with this practice of our tuning in, I want to talk a little bit about the neutrality of the spine and the neutrality of the mind. And this, these are really important factors. And, you know, I use the word neutral loosely because in all embodiment practices, whether you're speaking to a Pilates, yoga, a therapist, like a physical therapist, an anatomist, everyone kind of speaks a little differently to the neutrality, which again, it's, these are the days where the age of Aquarius is the age of experience. We can't tell each other. Nobody wants to hear anything. We have to have the experience. We can support, we can guide, we can direct, but beyond that, the, the real work comes from us having experiences. And so you being able to tune in to your own center of gravity will help you to define what your neutral is. Because your neutral might be a little different than my neutral. And that's because we're all different, you know? And so the thing with the spine is this, you know, without visuals, you're just going to use your imagination. You can do this and you can look it up too. Look up the anatomy of a spine. It's really interesting. It's got like the S curves, right? You have the S curves from the bottom to the top, top to the bottom. So the tail kind of curves in one direction, con- concave, and then the, the low back kind of convexes, and then the heart concaves, and then the neck convexes, and then the crown, the back of the skull concaves in up and out. So there's this wave pattern. I'm telling you this wave patterns everywhere. We're surfing waves left and right. But this spinal column, what I like to do is most of the time when I'm looking for to really understand the spinal neutral, I lie flat with the feet or legs slightly elevated. 
The other option is to lie on your back with your knees bent, feet on the floor, and you can either let the knees come together or keep them separate, whatever feels good for you. But what you'll notice is by laying down right away, you there's a, ah, like we take actual earth's gravitational field is then lightened off of us. It's actually helping us when we lie down. When we're upright, we have to meet this gravitational push. So the lying on your back and then allowing yourself to relax, you can start to tune into the waves of your spine and you want to have like a gentle consistency. We never force anything, but we want to like feel a gentle consistency. You'll feel the tail, the sacrum, the back of the hips touching the mat or the earth. And then there's an arc of the lumbar, which is not necessarily touching the earth. And then behind the heart and the, the rib cage has a, con, has a contact. And then the neck is slightly arced. And then the back of the skull touches the earth. You know, so you see I'm working this spinal wave. And so again, you want to try to create an equal. Now they're not the same in size, but like you want a consistency, a balance in those spinal waves that creates a quote unquote neutral. So that's the spinal neutral. I also find that when I lie there and I get my spine, you know, as you get better, as you get more practice, you'll be able to find it sitting up and standing up. And that's actually the name of the game game is you want to find spinal neutral. You want to find neutrality in your structural alignment as much as possible. That's how you activate the center. That's how you tune into the center of gravity and start to get the energy to circulate through that opening. Now, neutral is harder to find. Center of gravity is harder to find if we're not neutral. You could do it. But it's more efficient and effective if you find the spinal, you know, find that center of gravity and that neutrality. Integrate them together. They work really, really well together. Although you can do one or the other. There's no right or wrong in the movement. It's just, it's just your experience. What I found is when I tune into spinal neutral... I can also create a neutrality in my mind and a neutrality in my emotions. And this is the point. It's the neutrality, the, the calmness in the system integrated from the center of gravity and then the calmness in the mind, body, and spirit allows for clarity, for insight into the feedback in which we're receiving from our senses, our sensory perceptions, this is, you know, I, I, this is the place when we find that, that center gravity in neutrality, we can, that's where our power, that's the power place. That's where we can get our most energy to take action, to step forward, to make decisions, to feel into things, to tune into things, neutrality in the spine and in the mind. So practice this a little bit because the more we do that then as we harmonize with our neutrality and we start to we can make power moves from that neutral place this is also the place where we can give where we can receive energy just by opening our system up and kind of receiving i mean really receiving the energy from there we start to again pulse and vibrate the space that surrounds us So again, these are esoteric practices, but they're also physical practices. And I encourage you to, you know, this is the whole, this is the, the, the way you want to practice using your mind, your body, and your spirit, your, your sense of, of 
connecting to yourself in artful ways where you're starting to get creative and understanding your own nature. Because what you'll find is, is like maybe sometimes that neutral is a little cattywampus. Like sometimes the right, like my story is that when I lie neutral, I have a little torque. There's a little torque that steers me off to the side. And so I have to energetically and physically direct myself out of that torque and into neutral. And this is all like you, we can practice this in private sessions uh, in the moving forward. If you ever wanted to book a little core calibration session, we could get into some specifics around your alignment practices and your alignment patterns. It's super fun. It's very deep and very personal custom work. And it requires a lot of presence and a lot of presenting. You know, you have to like become super aware of what it feels like to be neutral of what it feels like to start to activate your central axis, your chakra system, and let the energy, let that coiled spring light you up. And you can get so good at this that it just takes but a moment. I always say it's like one to three breaths. When you get good at centering, tuning into your center of gravity and opening up your system, you can do it in a thought. You can do it in one breath, one to three breaths. So take one moment here for yourself in your own timing, with your own breath's rhythm and go for the full deep inhale where you open yourself up. As you exhale, feel that integration, that tuning into the center of gravity that is yours. And then take a couple more breaths just to open yourself up from that anchored place, from that center of gravity that that's yours. Root that into the earth and now open your heart and your mind to tune into the field that surrounds you and just sense. You might feel where some things feel, where the energy feels stagnant or where the energy feels kind of lit. And again, there's not a right or wrong to it. It's just about observing, tuning in and observing. You're perfect as you are right now. And just know that the more, the more comfortable you get with yourself and being in your physical body, in your mental and emotional mind, you know, in your mental and emotional state, finding a neutrality and a groundedness, a presence, just feel the power that that gives you and observe because from there you can be guided, you can be slightly inspired, you could be pushed into your destiny path, which, you know, I'm sure you're already on. If you're, if you're this deep in with me, if you're still listening, which I'm grateful that you are, but you know, we've been working on this. This is a very, again, this is a very custom thing. And I'm my biggest passion, my biggest inspiration in doing this is, is finding new ways of sharing some of the information that I work with in my own practice, in my, the stuff when I'm teaching my clients when I'm working with people that I love, these are the things that I share. And I'm looking to, to be able to take it to a bigger picture, to a bigger level and, and help others really refine their own, like customize their own vibration to like really feel who they are individually on a physical level, which allows us more emotional balance and mental balance, spiritual balancing. It's, it, we're just like looking to balance the wobble. <laughs> Feel the wobble, balance the wobble. 
It's a never-ending cycle. It's a never-ending process, beginning, middle, end. As soon as you get good at something and master it, we begin, you know, you complete and then you begin again. Next, you know, that's what this, that's what, how we live here on earth. So it's super fun. Play with it with your body. And then we can also now let's talk about it in a cosmic way. So when we synchronize with the cosmos, this is my point, is I feel like you've got to be grounded and in your body, open in your heart and your mind in order to truly sense the astrological perspective. Because it's esoteric, it's subjective, it's personal. Everyone's got a different relationship to all the signs. We are all here to learn. We all embody all of the signs of the zodiac in some way in ourselves. But we also have certain places where we resonate more than others. And that's, again, this is what this is about, is observing like, whoa, that feels off. Or, ooh, this feels good. And recognizing that and being able to act and, and make choices from those places of sensing and tuning in. So it's really cosmic. Well, let's talk about this. So like I said, there's a beginning, middle, end, right? In every cycle, beginning, middle, end. And the lunar cycle is one of my favorite places to observe this because it's without, uh, it's outside of ourselves. We can watch it. We can watch the moon wax and we can watch the moon wane. And so that beginning, middle, end, it occurs, that lunar sort of waxing and waning occurs in all the cycles, no matter what we're talking about. It's a very powerful analogy or metaphor for for cycles of life in general. But especially when we look at the astrology, when we look at the degrees, when you see so many, like, so I looked at the chart for the new moon that's coming up, we'll talk about it. But when I looked at the chart, there's so much 28 degree, 27 degree, 29 degrees. It's like things are finishing up. And that's the thing is like every, so each sign it starts at zero degrees and it goes to 29. Beginning, middle, end. The deacons, 10, 10, 10. There's, there's 30 degrees in each sign, beginning, middle, end. And so, and just like in the season, there's a beginning, middle, end. And so right now, we got this late degrees occurring and we have some beginning degrees. There's a, some zero degrees and then we have some six, some three degrees and some six degrees going on. So we've got this kind of balance between the beginning degrees and the endings. And so let's talk about this a little bit. This concept around mastering, coming to the end and completing, and then allowing ourselves to step into the next phase with grace and ease. So this is the whole problem when, when things go like right now, Pluto's in retrograde and it will be going back into Capricorn. It's still in Aquarius, but it will be going back to Capricorn at the 29 degrees, 28 degrees to kind of master, remaster some of these late degree things to prepare us for the really new beginning. And that's the thing is like, you want to be able to, you want to complete and master before you move on. I mean, you just do like with at most, this is the thing is like, you can't really skip steps. Because you always will have to go back and repeat those steps in some form or, or another. But it, it happens a lot in the astrology. So like it's best to work the transits and to work these cycles in time, learning how to ride these waves and figure out where they are in time so that you can catch the wave and ride it efficiently and, 
into your best, you know, the best you can, which will help you evolve, learn, keep moving. You know, this is the point. It's like you don't want to jump ship. You don't want to jump ship. You don't want to jump skip steps. You want to ride the wave in, into the next phase. Tuned in, living in rhythm. Easier said than done. <laughs> but the, the, the late degrees is mastery. It's very much a completion and a closure, and which requires us to sort of take it, you know, there's a little gratifying moment, but it's also like in a triumphant moment. It's also like a moment of like, okay, this is complete. Now, what are the, what are some of the things, like, how can I integrate what I just did? You know, so it's almost like after graduation, if you take a gap year or if you take the summer off, you know, like after college and you finish college, it's like, I'm not going to jump. I mean, you know, I'm, it, there's some people that just keep diving in. My nephew's amazing. He just keeps going. So, but the, the concept is, is that you want to really start to practice this, in, like use the mastery as not like an, I mean, it's, it's an ending and a completion, but it's not, it's not time to quit. It's not a quitting moment. It's an integrating moment. It's the taking it in. Like I always use the example too of when you, when I'm baking, if you're baking something and you pull it out of the oven and you let it sit, it's that integration. It has to like cool and settle the flavor, settle the shapes, you know, things settle down after they're complete, just like a full moon. The full moon kind of acts as a completion. Ah, it reaches its full capacity, full illumination, and then it wanes and the energies calm and go back down towards the new moon. That waning energy is the integration time. It's where things, things can fall away and things that need to really settle in. And so, like I've been saying, is we've got all these preludes that have been happening, all this insight into where we're going. And we also need some reflection a little bit around where we've been in order to say, okay, let me integrate a little bit. Let me work with what I've learned or what I've experienced and see how I can take it to the next level. So it's, again, it's this really cool play, interplay around integration and mastery. It's a, it's a, they're, they don't, they just keep feeding into each other and they, it's really beautiful because again, there is no end, there's no quitting. It never really finishes. We just keep taking it to a next level of mastery, a next level of understanding. And in doing that, we may find new threads to begin again, new places where, okay, so now that's done. This makes room for me to do a new thing. That's the zero degrees. I just got here. Should I get in? Like, I always think of the ocean, you know, it's like, if you go to the beach, I just got here. Zero degrees is like you just parked the car and you're maybe walking to the shore. You're not, you just maybe got to the sand. You're not even at the water yet. <laughs> By the time you get to like three, six, nine degrees, you might be, you know, you're, you might be getting your feet wet a little bit. So, but this, this is the point is understanding these tides, this beginning, middle, end energy and using it for your benefit, using it to help you to, to kind of, to create a rhythm and a cadence. Because the thing is, is that what this has taught me is to knowing when to lean in or when to push, when to go versus when to sustain, when to hold or when to reflect and observe. There's a, the, the, like riding these waves with divine timing is the art form that we're looking for. 
And so again, by understanding that wax, that wane, that, that ebb and flow, you can really use it to your benefit so that you can maximize the energy. You know, you can catch the wave and like go for some mastery or you can integrate and pull in and really like soak it up, put it together so you can figure out how to apply it. What's the next step? Okay, so this new moon is occurring at tw- so the sun and the moon are coming together. Anytime we're at a new moon, it's a sun and moon conjunction. This is happening. This new moon is happening on May 19th at 9.53 a.m. Mountain Time. And it's happening at the 28th degree of Taurus. And you might remember the last new moon was, I think it was 28 degrees Aries, you know, last degrees, 29 degrees. There, this, this is where these new moons, the beginning of the cycle is starting at the end of the cycle. It's a trip. It's pretty cool. So if you think about it, it's like 28 degrees is the finishing of the Taurus. We're finalizing our understanding around the sensory system and ourselves and the things that we love and appreciate, the world, the the way we are integrating with the world through our senses, the way we're taking in the feedback, the, the, the way that the world is speaking to us through our senses. This is all coming to a completion and a closure. It's we've hopefully, if you've been working the transits, you're feeling somewhat masterful in this moment in time. I mean, we get it again next year, but there's a this moment in time where we've had some eclipses occurring and lots of endings and beginnings in this time. It's very fascinating. So Taurus is the middle sign of spring in the Northern Hemisphere. All of the middle signs of any season, they're called the fixed signs. So we've had the North Node in the sign of Taurus opposite the South Node in Scorpio for the last approximately 18 months give or take a few months. And in that time period, we've been focusing on this. We've had all of our eclipses occurring in the, in the axis of Taurus and Scorpio, the axis of love and power, as I've been calling it this cycle. And it's been, it's this idea, like all the, all the North node energy is pointing to Taurus. All the future energy is pointing to Taurus, work a Taurus energy. What does that mean? Well, to me, it means integrating my third dimensional perspective, integrating my sensory system, recognizing my value and my value systems, the things that I put value into, the things that I appreciate, the things that I adore and cherish and love, the places where I get energy and power versus the places that take my power away, the places that make me feel not as whole. So basically on the, on the, on the new moon on May 19th, we have the sun at 28 degrees, the moon at 28 degrees Taurus, and then we have the North node at three degrees Taurus. And then Jupiter ah, enters into, it entered into Taurus. And so it's at zero degrees Taurus. So Jupiter zero degrees Taurus been here, hasn't been here for 12 years just finished up its Aries cycle. And now it's in the sign of Taurus and it's about to, you know, make its way through. So that's, I mean, I feel like that's really exciting. However, it's, we're at this moment, this new moon is this week, this next week and a half, two weeks, really, we're going to be experiencing a T square in the chart, which is 
to me, it's a crossroads. There's we're we're working this friction, this polarity between the axis of Taurus and Scorpio and the axis of Aquarius and Leo. All the four fixed signs are activated by these planets. I'll tell you. So it's again this fixed crossroads, this fixed T square that we have is basically in it's working with some, some late degrees and some early degrees. And that's what's interesting is the friction, the crossroads is occurring. Our growth can come through us balancing the wobble of the old and the new, the mastery and the beginning again, that ending and beginning. And I wrote this down and it's like a, it's like a tongue twister, but it's, it's interesting because like with this new moon, being at the late degree of Taurus, we're at the end of the middle of the season, the spring in the Northern Hemisphere, and we're at the beginning of the end of spring. So we're at the end of the middle and the beginning of the end. The end of the middle and the beginning of the end. <laughs> oh, wow. And for me, that's interesting because again, it is a crossroads. I find in these moments when we're pushed between where we're going and where we've been, where we're at this crossroads, this is where a lot of backsliding can happen. And, you know, especially with that South Node in Scorpio, it's like, I just want to be comfortable. Let's go back to the way it was. Can't we just go back to the, there's so much of this happening right now. It's like, there's a, there is a serious separation going on of like human inhumanity of people that want to backslide. Because it's more in the flow is easier to some degree, or so they think it is. And then there's some people that are trying to push into the future. And again, it's like, you can't go too far in either direction right now. It's a crossroads. You have to create the balance in the middle between, you know, that beginning and end. There's the middle. So we want to work a rhythm in that push in that polarity between where we're going and where we've been, because there's a lot we can learn about where we've been and use like, or leave behind. There's either a leaving behind with some things or there's a use, let's use this moving forward. And then for the beginning, there's just insight into like, okay, this is, this is a little bit of the feel. This is the direction. This is the, the way that the tide's moving. And if you could can tune into that, then, you know, I don't know. There's that. I just feel like that's the point. It's like tune into that and ride the wave. It will carry you where you need to go but you have to be tuned in, in your center of gravity, balancing the wobble (laughs) and the friction. You know, that's what creates this. That's that vibrate. It creates a vibration. And so if you're not centered in it, then it will totally push you around. That friction can throw you off balance. It can create strife or, you know, grief and, you know, lots of resistance. And that's just the opposite of what we want to have. We want to use that, that friction, that balancing between the polarity to create a little pulse, to create a rhythm and a resonance. And instead of fighting that resonance that, and that rhythm, you go with it and you harmonize with it. And then you start to find your own, like, this is about being able to choose the higher vibration, to choose the more fluid, the more rhythmic way, the more resonant way by honoring that instead of creating, you know, this by like almost forcing or working like, cause the whole thing is, is there's a balance between the torque and the torsion. There's like, 
there's a lot of force and then there's a lot of flow too. And it's the choice. Which one are you going to do? Are you going to work with the torque and the force or are you going to go with the flow and create a torsion, create a, a flow that can move you into the direction you're trying to go? One breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time. <laughs> That's what I like to say. That's my Gemini mantra, my little Gemini rhyme. We'll get into that. But like the thing about this new moon is that, again, it's like there's the late degrees. at The sun and the moon are at the late degree, 28 degrees Taurus. They're going to be opposite the south node, which is at three degrees Scorpio. And then that polarity is making a square to Pluto, which is at zero degrees Aquarius. It's retrograde, but it's still at zero degrees Aquarius. And that is opposing Mars at zero degrees Leo. So now Mars has finished its traversing through the sign of Cancer, and now it has entered into the sign of Leo. And it's at zero degrees, exactly opposite Pluto. Mars opposite Pluto. You know, and you know me when it comes to Pluto in the nodes, I'm always talking about this is our solar transformation. This is where we transform and we change. It's like so much about our destiny and our, our soul's mission and our soul's path. Well, with it opposite Mars at zero degrees in Leo, this is like back to the crowning. It's like, uh, I assume you crowned yourself. <laughs> I hope you did. I hope that you went through a coronation. What's funny is my dad took a picture of himself in a crown. He totally crowned himself last week or a couple of weeks ago during that eclipse. Didn't even know I said it in the podcast, but he sent me a picture of him. And I thought that was, I was like, okay, I did it too. We, you know, in my own way, we all, but you put your crown on because that's the lioness vibe too. That's the Leo vibe is the Royal Raj vibration. And Mars moving into that is taking action in my royalty, in my power, in my creativity, in my presence. I've crowned myself and I'm ready. It's like, it's creating that friction with the the opposition, the polarity with Pluto. It's this, for me, it has to do with, again, the soul's transformation and the way I assert myself through my soul's mission. That is such a a really graceful balance in the Pluto and Aquarius is, is all about being the unique, your unique self in the whole, the unique within the collective. So understanding that Royal high vibrational nature of myself, we all want to do this for ourselves by, by embracing that and asserting myself from that place with grace and ease, you know, you can, you can actually start to take some big moves, like actually make steps forward into your destiny, into your path, your destined path. And, you know, it's interesting because you're probably already, like, like I said, you're probably already on the path. We're all on the path. It's not so much about like, okay, now I'm on the path and I wasn't before, but it's about the commitment level to it. Like the, the Mars is taking action of it. But there's also with the Pluto and the nodes and Jupiter, I didn't even mention Jupiter's also in Jupiter is at zero degrees Taurus. So Jupiter, zero degrees Taurus, Pluto, zero degrees Aquarius, Mars, zero degrees Leo. Squaring and opposing 
the south node in Scorpio. So this vibe of like the we're at the beginning phase of of like stepping into a new understanding of our soul's mission, our soul's transformation, the, the journey that we're on, and embracing ourselves like as humans, the humanity, our humanity our uniqueness in humanity and embracing that and starting to take steps to like, to celebrate it, to embody it, to become a higher representation of it. That's the lioness vibe or lion, but the lioness vibe for me, cause I'm a woman and I just feel like the, the lioness vibe, that prowess of like, I'm getting better every day at being who I am and I'm getting better at tuning into my senses and my field and in listening and being guided and trusting and again like living it embodied embodied me you know so this T square this crossroads is a place where we this intersection of where we're going and where we've been of our soul's mission our our understanding of tuning in and, and, and being brave enough to step into ourselves, into the future. You know, that's, it takes so much courage, but that commitment is not, that commitment, it holds gravity. So it's like being, again, it comes back to the gravity and the center of gravity. It's like when we're committed, there's gravity, there's a presencing that's how we can build and, and manifest and create is from that presence and that rootedness. There's a gravity and that gravity can draws things to it, the things that it needs to it. It also repels things that doesn't, that we don't need. You know, and so our ability to really to choose to to make the choice to embody and to live it and to apply it and to tune into our resonance, our resonant frequency, and just start to act from that place, take the actions from in the presence from that place to just practice it and see what happens to see how, what kind of things show up. Our ability to do that is going to make us stronger. It's going to give us inspiration and ideas for the future, because I will say this too that I feel like there's a lot of things that are being birthed right now that we don't have words for. Like there's jobs, there's art, there's ways of life. Like we are in such a beautiful beginning place, ending and beginning place that it's, there's like, we can't, some of we are, I don't know if we're going to be able, some of us can't even fathom what's coming. You know, like the potential and the possibility is immense right now. And this is why I keep encouraging all of us like, Find your center of gravity, your unique rhythm and your unique flow and work it, practice it, embody it, play with it, live it, become it, experiment and experience with it and see like, wow, that's, it's, it's the personalizing and a customizing. That's what's going to help us get that, gather the insight that we need. And, and through that, we'll, I just, I feel like we're going to start to experience and, and bring things on the planet that are going to help humanity. They're going to help us heal, help us grow, help us evolve. And uh, yeah, it's high, high times. So honor yourself. Enjoy this full moon, this crossroads. 
feel the the intersection and see where how you can integrate all the parts in your own unique way that makes your own special vibe, your own resonant frequency. Just start to just cherish that and exercise it, play with it. It's so fun. And so we got the new moon and all these zero degrees. <laughs> and then we get one more zero degree added to the mix as the sun goes into the sign of Gemini on May 21st. So this, the sun enters into Gemini at zero degrees on May 21st. And this now begins the mutable phase, the changing, the end phase of spring. It's where all the mutable signs are where things transform and change. It's adapting and changing mutability. It's also Gemini is an air sign rule. It's the first air sign of the Zodiac It's ruled by the, it's ruled by the planet Mercury. And what I think about like, so Gemini is the twins, right? But it's also about the mental state. It's the mind, it's communication, it's listening and observing and tuning in to gather data and information in order to think deeper, to contemplate the data. What am I learning? What am I experiencing? It's, it's gathering information and observing. It's, it's listening. It's also expressing from that place, but it's for me, like I over and over, I keep coming back to Gemini is really about the list there does some good listening. They're picking up on things on levels that, it, you know, they're picking up on things on very deep level. And when I think about the evolution of the Zodiac, I always love this. You know, it's like the Aries is the spark of life. The Taurus is the tuning into the senses. And I'm, I'm starting to make choices and decisions around what the, wor- what the world is, how I'm experiencing the world through my senses. From that, we evolve into gathering that information and that data to have a thought around it, to think about it, to contemplate. It's the mind at a really high level of contemplation and observation, witnessing. It's, it's deep. Listening and contemplating, observing, gathering information, which this also represents, like I said, because Mercury is one of the, is Mercury rules Gemini. It's one of the signs that Mercury rules. The other one is Virgo, but Mercury through the Gemini lens, it's the, it's like the beginning of the hermetic philosophy, the hermetic principles. It's starting to recognize these principles of the mind being all like mind is all mentalism. I mean, Hermes is Mercury. So Mercury being the ruler of Gemini or one of the Gemini being one of its signs that it's the ruler of having it be in Gemini with the mind, it just makes me come straight to the first hermetic principle of mentalism, that all is mind. And it speaks to the power of our mind and how we can, our mind can create things. So this, this idea of evolving through the Zodiac using our sensory system and our sensory perceptions to develop our understanding of the way that we're observing and listening and communicating and expressing ourselves in this world through our mind. This is a powerful time, and this is a powerful sign, the sign of Gemini. And what I want to say about that as well is that with the 
you know, back to the neutral mind and the neutral spine, the more we can be clear in our mental state and in our physical state, we can create the world that we're wanting to create, the, the world we want to see, right? This is through our mind we're doing this. And all this takes a lot of practice and it's so, so deep, so deep to get into in just one podcast. We will continue this conversation with the as we move through, as we traverse through the science, the season of Gemini. But I, I just want to drop these little, again, zero degrees, this little beginning phases of understanding that the, that our neutral mind and our neutral, our neutrality and our center gravity allows for a neutral mind, which allows for us to start to observe and contemplate, listen and tune in to the feedback of the world and the way it's communicating to us so that we can start to create and envision, communicate and express from the place and into the direction that we're trying to go. There's so much to do and we just do it. One, again, one of my phrases that I use for Gemini, because it really is this day by day practice, this working on our mentalism is a one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time situation. That's my phrase for Gemini and I'm sticking with it. But to bring some of the magic of of understanding that our senses and the world is, you know, the world is speaking to us through our senses and we can use that to to gather information and data to to then think deeper thoughts and create new possibilities. I'm encouraging myself and all of us to play in this time and to contemplate bigger, think deeper, you know, like really work on opening yourself up to new possibilities and new potentials. Because the more we let go of those old ways, those outdated belief systems and practices and, and start to be as present as we can in our resonant frequency here and now. We've mastered these last few years. We've come to a place of mastery and completion. Now it's time to integrate and play and apply what we've learned. See what we come up with. So it's a great time of experimenting and gathering information and data. Observe, observe, observe. Watch the world. It is definitely speaking to you through your senses and through vibes (laughs) with your heart. Open heart, open mind, you know it's happening. So I really appreciate you for tuning in, for taking the time to listen and to, to practice your own embodiment, to try to be a better person. This is what we're all doing. And I appreciate you doing that. And just know you're not alone. We're, there's so many of us working on it together. And I find a lot of solace in that. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your love and your support. I can feel it. And I just am grateful for all of the encouragement and the sharing and the subscribing and the positive commenting. It means a lot. And I'm very grateful for all of you. So thank you. If you're looking to get a little one-on-one with me, hit me up at livinginrhythm.com. Until next time, enjoy this new moon, revel in the mastery and the integration, 
play with the new beginnings and the new ideas and the inspirations that are coming through. Yes. May we all be embodied and radiant in this time. Have fun, okay? Enjoy. Play. Experiment. Blessings in love. Peace.